New Year's Day is a tough day to show up to church because most adults aren't used to staying up till midnight, and they have no idea what 9 o'clock feels like after staying up to midnight. Those of you who have teenagers know exactly what it feels like, and it's just a normal day in the life. Uh, I have um, I have a problem. This is not what it sounds like, but I have a problem with authority. Not that I like buck up against authority, but whenever someone authoritatively says something to me, I kind of whimper. Um, I joke that I'm a beta male. Uh, and I have a uh, coaches. If a coach yells at me when I was in high school, I did worse. Uh, I, I remember one time I was in, uh, I was a youth minister. I was 23 years old, supposedly a man. And I went to a junior high to eat lunch with some of the kids in uh, the youth group at Texarkana. And I was sitting in this junior high, and the I guess it's the vice principal, because the vice principals do this. They come in, vice principals come in, and he goes, you guys be quiet. And everyone's just cowering. And all of a sudden, I'm a grown man just eating quietly, like school lunch, next to junior high kids. And I, I don't have, I don't have a conversation. Like every once in a while, I start kind of whispering to this kid. He's like, we got to be quiet. It's like, why am I here? <laughs> well, anyway, I, the, um, the assistant principal came up to me afterwards, uh, and I said, I said, wow, you're, uh, he said, are, are you the youth minister? And I said, yes. And he said, I said all right. Uh, I said, you're, I said, you're scary. I was afraid to talk. And then he did the thing that I didn't expect him to do. He doubled down on his scariness and said, oh, preacher and funny man. Funny man's got jokes. It's like, no, funny man does not have jokes. (laughs) Funny man gave up jokes just now, right now. (laughs) He didn't let up. I just, I backed slowly out. Maybe some of you do this too. I, I panic when I see a police car. No matter, like, let off the gas, tap the brake, no matter what speed I'm going. I could be, Rachel could be pushing the car. And I'll tap the brake and she'll just run into it. And the problem, this is a bit of particular problem for me because I don't, I can't tell the difference between vehicles. Uh, like, Rachel can look at the headlights and tell you whether it's a Chevy, Ford, Dodge, other things that I'm not sure their names of. Like, she can just rattle them off. She'll say, well, that's the, that's the, that's the 07 version of the Camry. How do, do you get a magazine I don't know about? But I can't tell. So, if, so, so I panic for all white, blue, black cars, SUVs, and Jeeps. Like every car, I had to give it up. I had to just stop. I was like, well, they're going to just catch me. I just need to go to the speed limit and just go. Or, you know, the Christian speed limit, which is five over. (laughs) And so I, you just go that and then don't let up. And just, if it happens, it happens. So like when people, when people are, have the authority to do something to me, I get a little nervous because I don't know them. I don't know whether they're going to be easy or whether they're going to be um, lenient, or whether they're going to understand, or whether they're uh, go, going to be enforced. I just don't know. And 
it's, I don't know, it's probably something from my childhood, who knows, but um, it's just in me. It just, it's, it's just in me when someone tells me what to do in a scary way, I do it. Don't use that. It's not going to work with any of you. But there's this thing Jesus says, and when, when, you, when you think about authority, I don't think we often think about Jesus. But right before he ascends into heaven, right after he was resurrected, or soon after he was resurrected, he tells the disciples something, gives them a command that we are all very familiar with. He says, go and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them. Go make disciples baptizing, and teaching them. That's what we're called to do. Not just, not just those 11 men. Remember, Judas was at that point. Not just those 11 men. But we're called to go into the world. But before he tells them that, some other things happen. And he says some interesting things. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted, like you would if someone had just gotten up from the grave, right? Let's not be hard on the disciples who thought, is this happening? Is this for real? Some doubted. Look what Jesus does. It's just so neat. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then he says, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So this coming to them is interesting to me. Like he's there. They see him. And some worshipped him and some doubted. And then it says, and he came to them and said to them. Uh, this word tripped me up when I was reading it for the first time a while back in preparation for this. It just hit like a speed bump in the original language. It's not really like a phrase that's supposed to be there. It happens a lot with Jesus, but usually whenever you're just saying something to somebody, it, you just say it. You don't come to them and say it. But this word here uh, imagines as if they're, if they're scared or doubting. It's almost as if he just, he like, he, he travels the distance. He meets them where they are and then tells them all authority has on heaven and on earth have, has been given to me. So he he approaches them all, all, as if to say, 
It's, it's, no, 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 you're okay. When your kids are scared and they've had a bad dream and you hear them across the house yelling, Daddy, I've had, Daddy, you know, just that kind of panic. You don't lay in your bed and say, Come on! Let's take, you know, you go to them. So there's something beautiful about Jesus meeting his disciples where they are and then saying, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. What does he mean by authority in heaven and on earth? You don't need to parse this phrase too much because when they said things like this, in heaven and on earth, they meant, yes, there is a heaven and there is earth. There, there are these realms, but the way they thought about it was not heavens up there and earth's down here, um, they, they thought about it in like it was intertwined and then there were glimpses of heaven. Uh, but he says, in both realms, all authority has been given to me. Now, I think sometimes we are completely fine giving Jesus all authority in heaven. So much so that we're, we, we will say, oh, someday we're just, someday we're all going to fly away to heaven. That's where Jesus rules. But Jesus says, I reign, I rule, I have authority, not just in heaven. God isn't just giving me part of his creation. He's giving me all of his creation. And all authority has been given to me it, the authority in heaven and authority on earth. Satan does not rule this world. The king of heaven and the king of earth is Jesus. That's who rules. That's who reigns. And listen, Satan's trying to, trying to disturb it. Satan is, is the bringer of, of all sin and all death. And, and God conquers sin and death. And because God has conquered the grave, and because God has conquered sin, we now, he, Jesus now rules in heaven and on earth. Such a powerful statement to make after you've humbled yourself to go to them. So the contrast is beautiful. And what's wonderful about having Jesus as a king is we know about Jesus. We know about Jesus who, who felt sorry for people who were hungry. We know about the Jesus who, who saw the sick and, and, and wept with them, saw the sick and, and was concerned for them, whose heart went out to people who, who were wrestling with things. Remember when the, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus? Jesus didn't just quote him verses or give him instructions. It says his, his heart was broken for him. 
troubled in spirit for this guy. Jesus, Jesus was a good and is a good man. The best man. And that didn't change when he became king. The, the love he had for the people who were hurting, the love he had for the people who were struggling, the love Jesus has for the people who don't have it all together, who haven't got it all figured out, for fishermen and for tax collectors, for Pharisees and for saints. Jesus loves these people. And the Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, who loves those sorts of people is the same person who loves you and he's the same person who is king. He's the same person who has authority in heaven and on earth. That's such a powerful statement. I have authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. He's given me the throne. That authority is reign or rule or or kingship. All of it. Every single bit of it. Now there's good chance that you, like me, give things authority in your life that don't deserve it. Things that don't love you like Jesus loves you, but you give them authority. Things that aren't that aren't as good and holy as Jesus is good and holy, and you give them authority. Things that rule over you and you give them authority. Maybe it's a fear. Fear is the opposite of faith. Maybe you're worried. Maybe you're struggling with, with, with something that I just can't let go of that sin. It has rule over me. Jesus' answer to sin is not stop doing it. It's find a new king. And all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to the one who died for you. To the one who raised for you. Who conquered death and sin for you. What's interesting about this command is we know the go into all the world. We know that. But this authority and the go are split by a therefore. And I think this is dual has a dual purpose. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to, given to Jesus. Therefore, you should go And therefore, you can go. Therefore, you should go into the world making disciples. Because if Jesus really is king, it should affect you. If Jesus really is the the one who rules, the one who has conquered, then we should go. Because Jesus has all authority, therefore, we should go. And because Jesus has all authority, therefore, we can go. I don't have to be afraid. But Paul would say, throw me in jail. Whip me. 
In the South, we just whoop you. But they're very close. Whip me, beat me, torture, prison, death. I go because no one has authority over me but Jesus. What would your life look like this year if if you followed the king, the true king, instead of the, the fake kings all around? If your life was affected by the one who actually had authority and not the one whose authority is worthless. Not ruled by that. We shouldn't be ruled by that. We should be ruled by the Savior. And because He is the true authority, not just in heaven, but on earth, we can go. We can make disciples. Now, for some of you, that, may, that might mean like just inviting people to come be a part of a church. Um, saying, uh, you, should, you should come with me. You inviting people to come to church does more for those people than any advertisement in the paper, than any Facebook post, than any um, flyer handed out. Because whenever someone gets a flyer and they decide, you know what, I'm going to give it a try, they show up and the flyer's not there. But when you invite somebody to church, they show up and you're there with them. People aren't waiting for an advertisement to bring them to church. People aren't waiting for a Facebook message or a tweet to bring them to church. They're waiting on you. And you are operating under the influence and the authority of the king. So all that you do in his name is under heavenly authority. Come. Come worship God with us. Come take communion with us. Come find Jesus in this community. That's a scary thing to say to someone you've known for 15, 20 years. It's like whenever... You have a favorite shirt, and you've worn that favorite shirt a thousand times. You can tell by the elbows, and it's just, the buttons are just, like, they're they're atrophying. And you put it on one more time, and your spouse says, you know, I've never really liked that shirt on you. What? How many times have I worn... But going up to your neighbor and saying, I think it would be great if you came to church with us. I think you would make a wonderful part of our community that follows Jesus. There's going to be a sense of, for you and for them, why now? 
And if they ask you, you can say, I just was reminded who my king is. And I think Jesus should be your king too. All authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. Therefore, we should go and we can go. Go make disciples. Like we talked about in class, that's a long process. You're not changing somebody overnight. You're just saying, hey, will you come with me? Come be a part of this community of faith. I think that matters. We don't have to be afraid of stuff like that. It doesn't have to be awkward. Isn't that crazy? That's the thing we're most afraid of, things being awkward. That might be uncomfortable. Okay, so? You imagine, you imagine Jesus. Like, you think, oh, he's resurrected. He's standing right in front of me. And he comes up to you, and he puts his hand on you, and he says, Every power and rule and authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, you should go and make disciples. You just interrupt him and say, I don't know. That seems like it'd be uncomfortable. Wait, what? Did you hear what I said before? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, because of that, go. Oh, be tough. Disciples make disciples. 2017 needs to be the year of your discipleship. And if you think, well, I, don't, I have a hard time coming to church as it is, much less getting someone else to come. All right, work on that. Last year we did this, or it, may have been, it was two years ago actually. Two years ago, on January, uh, the first Sunday in January, we challenged everybody. Come to be a part of our worship service, be a part of our community on a Sunday morning, six times in a row. Do it six times in a row. Now, you may do four, and you think, ah, oh, that last one, we were, I don't know, we were tired. Start over. You're not a failure. But do it six times in a row. That's your goal. That may need to be your goal this year. But if, if that sort of goal is just like a, we do that a lot. Like we, we go months and months in a row. Then your new goal needs to be finding somebody else whose goal can be six times in a row. Bringing them in. And listen, we're not talking about just we, we need to get our numbers up. That's not a, that's not a problem. That's not, that's, that's not our problem. There are people who need a community of God, and there is a king who has all authority in heaven and on earth. And because of that authority, he's called us to go into the world. He has sent us into the world, and we're not going. We're not doing it. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Therefore, you should go and make disciples 
Therefore, you can go and make disciples. And you don't have to be afraid. Some of you live 30 minutes away from this, from this building. You may not be getting people to come to this building. But if, if your testimony and if your representation of the king gets them to go to a community of faith, then you've gone. Bible-believing community of faith can greatly affect someone's long-term story, can change their life. And I'm not saying you need to go door knocking. I'm saying your, your fellow workers, your neighbors, the people you interact with on a regular basis need Jesus. And those are the most difficult conversations to have, but they're the ones that need to be had in 2017 because all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. Therefore, you should go, and therefore, you can go. So what's stopping you? We, we challenge ourselves to do crazy things at the first of every year. I had a sister-in-law who gave up ketchup for 2016. She just did. Today, she's probably just squirting it straight in her mouth. That's probably close to the truth. She loves ketchup. She gives up something she loves every year just to be done with it. Not let it have rule over. I don't know what her reasons are. She's crazy. But. We give up crazy, we think, well, yeah, I'm those people who have never run in their life go, I'm going to start running, and then they just take off. People who have never exercised, people who have never dieted, never watched their money, they've never, they've never uh, given up that drink. They've never, they, people are committing to crazy things that are really hard to do. You've been given authority by the king of the heaven and the earth to go. All you, all you do is just go. We're going to talk about some more elements of this in January. All through January, we're going to be in the Great Commission. We're going to look at what Jesus has called us to do when he sent us. But for the most part, it's just getting the gumption to open your mouth. And if you want to be like Jesus, you're going to have to talk about Jesus. Because Jesus talked about himself a lot. Not in like a jerk kind of way, but he talked about the kingdom of heaven. And he talked about the Son of Man. And he talked about his death and his resurrection and that all authority has been given to him. Therefore, you can go. And you should go. Don't lose that fight the first week of the year. Don't fail at something so easy 
so quickly. I wanted to mention this in the bulletin. If you got a bulletin, Rachel has started adding. She's going to do this every week this year. She started adding what you need to read each day to read through your whole Bible this year. And we didn't do Genesis 1 through 18 on Monday. Because we don't want there to be a huge chunk of numbers in April that everyone just leaves us. 66,000. We don't want that. So each day you're going to read some out of Old Testament, some out of the Proverbs and Psalms, some out of the Gospel. You're going to be mixing it up each day. And this is going to make an excellent opportunity for you to speak up and speak out about the king. Because we are, no, we, are no, we are so much more prepared to read our Bibles nowadays. Because you can just open your phone, most of you, and you've got it there, right there in front of you. You don't even have to find it. Just tap, 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 there you go, there it is. What are you doing? Don't let, when you're staring at your phone, don't let the answer be, well, just looking at Facebook. People have recipes and stuff in here. Don't let your answer be that. Can you imagine how that conversation would have gone between Stephen and the eunuch? Thank you, Brad. What are you, what are you reading? Let me tell you what I'm reading. Be doing something worthwhile that when people inquire about it, you get to speak up about it. To read the Bible through in a year, really just if you're an average reader, it takes about 10 minutes a day. That's it. All you got to do. If you're below average reader, 15 minutes a day. Still, not much. Challenge yourself to do something Big for God this year. Because he has given all authority, not just in heaven, but on earth to his king. And he's worth your effort. So we will, we do have an invitation. And if someone needs to come forward, if they want to give their life to Jesus, if they want to be baptized, if you want to, if you want to, if you need prayers of the church, if you need, if you want to repent and you want to do it publicly, we, we will be here for you. But the invitation for these is also to go. Because not coming forward does not exempt you from going out and living out the Great Commission. So whether or not you want to come forward, we are here for you, but if the call this morning is to go out those doors and live, like all authority, not just in heaven, but also on earth, has been given to Jesus. Therefore, you should go and you can go. Let's stand and sing.